I live in Texas. I went fishing last year in Alaska and then uh, love going into Wyoming and Montana. Interesting thing in the image we have about these states is that it's a man on horseback, standing strong against the wind, sitting tall in the saddle against the obstacles of life, that rugged man facing the elements. The real issue, though, is that in those particular states, Texas, Alaska, Montana, Wyoming, they are the fastest growing states for men committing suicide, men between the ages of 45 and 65. You know, perhaps men ruggedly facing the obstacles only happens in the movies if you're Jason Statham or The Rock. We'll talk about that today on Brave Men. It's Brave Men with Paul Lewis Cole. Wisdom and courage for the journey. With me today on Brave Men is the provocateur of the show today, which is Brian Boyd, my friend. It's good to have you here, Brian. Not sure. Not sure about that. <laughs> great to be here, Paul. Thank you. This is a, a great podcast. You're a great host and uh, excited to get this next season of Brave Men up and running. Yeah, talking about brotherhood and what that means and what it means to be uh, friends. You know, in that little intro, Brian, I talked about the rising uh, pattern of, of men committing suicide between the ages of 45 and 65. And it's in the places that we would normally say, oh, these are where rugged men are mm -hmm. facing the elements, mm -hmm. you know, the tough guy. It's, uh, you know, Bruce Willis walking away from the explosion in the movie. You know, it's that, you know, tough men always walk away from explosions. And so, uh, but man, it's, it turns out that that's not the case. So, so what is, what is brotherhood? How do you define brotherhood? You know what? Maybe brotherhood is this. I, I was in the, um, Maybe here's what it isn't. Okay, okay, let me start with what it's not. Sometimes sure. that's an easier way to, to look at things. I was, I was working out the other day, and, and uh, I was in a particular area. I was on a stationary bike, and uh, guys next to me were talking to each other. One guy said, hey, where's uh, – and he mentioned the guy, you know. Where's, where's uh, you know, David? And the other guy goes, uh, I, you know, I, he, uh, he had an accident. And he's been, he was in the hospital for a couple months. And the other guy goes, really? He says, yeah. He said, he said how'd you know that? He says, well, I heard it from another guy. And the one man next to me goes, huh, well, I've worked out, you know, almost every day with him for the last few years. And I didn't know anything about that. Wow. And yet, if, if, if the guy that's in the hospital said, if you asked him who are your friends, you go, oh, man, I've got these three guys I work out with. <laughs> right. One of those guys right. had actually known that that happened. That is a picture of how we talk about friendships today hmm. and what friendships really are is not that. Brian, the other day I, I was with, um, I was in a meeting and I had just done some research on this brotherhood, friendship, what it means to be a friend. And uh, I said, you know, the, the stats in the U.S. now is that the average man has 1.7 friends. Okay. And I told those guys, I said, everybody knows who the 0. 0.7 guy is. Yeah. Because yeah. he's the guy that doesn't show up when you have to move. <laughs> wow, that's true. The pizza doesn't do it. 
do justice <laughs> it to that. Do it. it doesn't work. Well, you know, so, f- f- friendships though are are so different today, and and I I, I want to talk about social media for a second, Paul, mm. because. I, I just yesterday I spoke with somebody on the phone and we hadn't spoken in probably a year or so. And he knew everything about me. He said, Brian, you're still running marathons. You're doing this, how are things going. So on the outset, it seemed like we were friends because he knew everything that was going on, but we haven't talked. So, so friendship seems to be diluted in such a way that, that all these, there's a tertiary level of people that we call friends. You know, I don't know. It's, 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 uh, it's different today. Yeah, it, it you know here. Let's look at it this way. Let's let's look at it from a different uh, perspective, though, Brian. What if that guy you talked to, you who you hadn't talked to for a while, but you've been friends for decades, right? Yeah. And so here you are, and he says, "Man, I see you're still running marathons." You know, Brian, you had a uh, big business that you started back in New York, and and uh, so he kind of knew about some of those things. What if? Rather than just totally being disconnected, what if that media, social media, actually helped him stay connected with somebody who's a a longtime friend, but who he doesn't see very often? You know, in other words, um, you can't go on social media and say I've got eight thousand friends. Right. You know, there was a there was a, a social scientist a number of years ago came up with a number called Dunbar's number. Dunbar's number. And then a guy named Joe Girard uh, came up with a number that came out of him. And he wrote a book about himself called The Greatest Salesman Who Ever Lived. Wow. <laughs> he talked, his number was 148. Dunbar's number is 149. And what that is was a number which they came up with that you have influence in, that you uh, basically have within a sphere of influence in your life. I look at it sort of like this. Jesus had, you know, the 70 that he sent out. He had the 12 that he hung out with. He had the three that were intimate. And then he had one guy that was a close friend that wasn't even a part of that group. So I think there's different levels of friendship, Brian. I think that sometimes here's what, here's what I think a close friend is. A close friend knows the names of your kids. Sure. There I mean, you go. if you have children, if you're single, he, he at least knows what your hobby is or what your last, you know, trip was or what you're dealing with at work. I think that's a friend. And I think that comes in closer and closer. I've got friends. And and when we get together, man, we just catch up. Right. But I may only see them once every two years. Yeah. But the beauty of the beauty side of Instagram and all that is that for instance, Dave, who's been my friend since uh, sophomore year of high school. So that's let me think. That's back in black and white. That was ninety years well, ago. Electricity was Yes, electricity was just I think just, just yeah, kicked off. Was, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. And so uh, I think of Dave. Uh, Dave and I talk about once every three months. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a year and a half, but I'm watching his children grow, his grandchildren. So when we get together, there's a platform of catching up that's immediate. I met. A, I ran into a guy yesterday I hadn't seen in four years, but I knew about his children and I knew about his new grandchild. Right. So, hey, how's the new grandkid? So there's the upside. The downside is that we've become increasingly high tech, but low touch. Yes. We begin to depend on those things to keep us connected. 
Whereas I believe real connection, and it's true even in the church, Brian, you know, in community. I don't believe that, that we can connect with people sitting in rows facing a stage where one guy does a monologue. I, I believe we really connect with friends around a table with a cup of coffee talking about issues or as a man, I connect with other men. And really, when we get fully connected, it's because we're facing a challenge together. Might be right. building a Habitat for Humanity house. It might be uh, putting an event together. It might be working on a car or fishing. Fishing, I think fishing is probably the ultimate. <laughs> Just because Good for I you. like it. Good for you. Good for you, Paul. Uh, but but so, that's really the so I think there's different levels and, and but yeah. a man has to have a guy. Here's here's let me look at this brotherhood. Brian, I think I think you've got it because you've faced some hardships. You and I have talked. I've sure. faced some issues. I think you have to have somebody you can call on the phone at midnight. I believe a good friend is life's shock absorber. You know, I heard it said that, um, you know, uh, a good friend lights up the room when he walks in. Um, others light up the room when they leave. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It's true. <laughs> but, you know, that's it, man. You see your, yeah. you see your friend walk in. You see some – Judy and I uh, have dinner with friends on a regular basis. And when they walk in, I'm, I'm, it's like, hey, you know, just – lights up they know our stuff we know what they're going through that's great that's yeah. friendship i love that yeah there have been dinner meetings at dinner things that we just look count the days to the to those oh we're getting together with the so-and-so this weekend yeah you know it's you really count exciting. the days till you get there there's other meetings you have where you yeah. count the minutes till you can get home <laughs> it's <laughs> true on, man. right the nice thing about friends on on social media is if they don't if you want to be their friend anymore you can mute that <laughs> Gone. That's harder there, in real there's life. There's a mute button. Oh yeah, I didn't know on, that. On Instagram, really? On Instagram, you can you can keep them as friends, but you can mute them. You're kidding. So they they disappear from your feed, but they they're still friends. I had no idea. Still connections. I just <laughs> so in real life, that's much harder. Oh wow. I guess you can use duct duct tape or I something. I think uh, it's I'm called much. ghosting. Ghosting. Yeah, that's yeah, true. It's called ghosting. Kids, you just kind of aren't there. You just. The kids on TikTok know about that, right, guys? Yeah, TikTok. Um, there you, you go. Know, uh, anyway. All that. You know, and, and the issue, here's, here's the downside of it is the pressure that comes, you know, from having a great feed or having a cool video or whatever. And, and all of that, here's, here's the beauty of a friend. A friend has grace. A friend loves, the Bible says, a friend loves at all times. First uh, Corinthians 13 and talking about love wasn't just about it. it's always Brian we always do first Corinthians 13 at weddings yeah right love is love you know it, I think first Corinthians 13 is really activated in friendship mm. we were uh, in India um, we've been to India a few times and helping some churches there and doing some marketing and and uh, Trying to think if I should say his name. I think I'll just leave it out. But the uh, a a a pastor in a church in India, we became we got to know each other really well, and we were he was taking us back to our hotel one night after a long day of, of whatever, mm -hmm. and he kind of took me aside and said, "You know, I'd really like to be your friend." Something wow. like that. Like, yeah, 
like he, he mentally stopped, took a moment, took me aside and said, Hey, I really want to be a, a friend, friend to you. Only time in my life, 53 years has someone's ever said that to me. Really? And I, I broke down. It was so moving that, that he would take the time to say that. Wow. And, um, so really it, it's, it, those moments are, are unforgettable. Yeah. Let me ask you one more thing about social media before we move on. Do you think that people put on a fake persona? So on social media, you're one type of man, one type of guy, but in real life, that's not who you are. Yeah. So your, your, your friends get a, don't even know who you are because you're putting on mm. a totally different face. I don't know what you call that. There's probably a name for that. Yeah. It's, it's uh, just glamming your life, you know, trying to make it look a certain way. And people do that in order to, um, to attract followers in order to become influencers in order to make money and they create funnels and all this stuff. And, you know, if you have to do that in order to be something or create affirmation, you know, really it's a cry for validation. It's a, it's a cry for validation. And I think that uh, validation is found in friendships, not in uh, having this really cool Instagram feed. Now I do follow a couple of photographers that I don't know the guys, but man, their photography is remarkable. I was right. just looking at Clark yeah. Little's uh, stuff uh, this morning out of Hawaii, you know, where he does the the shore breaks and the ocean shots. And I grew up on the ocean. And so uh, I love his stuff. And so I follow that. I look at that. It, it fills my heart, fills my life. You know, I don't know Clark. I know guys who know him. But. You know, but for the other stuff, you know, that's all that fake stuff. It's just posing, man. And it, it's um, it's counterproductive to you becoming the person God designed you to be. And here's the other thing, Brian. Here's another thing that I, I think. Uh, I think some conversations should be private. Right. In fact, I think there are some things that people post and put on their feed. And uh, we call it... Uh, well, it's false humility, but we call it the humble brag. Right. It's a humble brag. And, yes. and you know, it's, it's just, I'm just grateful to be here to be used of God. And it's a shot of this guy on a yacht, you know, yeah. somebody's yacht or something. I'm just grateful to be here. Uh, whatever I can be, I'm just a servant. And he's in front of 12,000 people. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, I'm just nothing, but God can use nothing. To it's a humble brag. uh, Some of that stuff just needs to be private. There's some places that that some people are blessed to go. Um, Maybe a resort, maybe some other place like that, that 98% of us will never go to. That's true. We look at it and it's, it's like, Oh, I'm just, you know, blessed to be here. And, or somebody gets, it just makes you feel, it makes, it makes, it makes your pit in your stomach. Well, Here's what it is. You know, what's the fundamental question of a man's life? Do I measure up? Do I measure up? And I think there's some things, in fact, a number of things that people put on social media that don't help another man be lifted up. And in fact, it lifts them above somebody else. And whenever I post something, I'm thinking of my friend's uh, in different parts of the country, in different parts of the world. Uh, my friends in Vietnam, my friends, friends, when I say friends, right. they're friends. My friends in Indonesia, my friends in sure. Uganda, yeah. my friends, uh, Jerry mm-hmm. and his wife in 
Botswana, I think of the stuff they're going through and what's happening in their lives. And mm-hmm. so I try to do something. You know, I'll, uh, well, a lot of my <laughs> Instagram feed is grandkids. So, That's awesome. you know, I love that. Somebody posted that dinner, that plate of vegetables. You know, you I don't dinner. do that either. Let's 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 all let's all agree to stop posting our yeah, meals. Yeah, that whole thing is, is unless you so, here's the deal: if you shot it and cooked it, or caught it and fried it, and you show it, then there's a, there's I, a go. I'll go with that. Yeah. It's like here's you know here's yeah. the the way I cooked a deer I just shot and skinned in the wild, you know, with my with my bare hands. So you know I'm going with that. The thing is, is that. What happens for a lot of that, and because we get so tuned into the high-tech, low-touch, we become isolated. It's what happened to Elijah, Brian, mm-hmm. in uh, 1 Kings, the 19th chapter. Here's a guy. Let me think about it. Elijah, Elijah. in fact, he doesn't even say God says. He just says, it ain't going to rain anymore. And he said, on my word. I mean, this is a man of faith, power, substance. This is a man of strength. This is a man who goes to the king and says, it is not going to rain until I say, because you guys are all unrighteous. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. And then he does this big contest with over 400 of these prophets of Baal, the priests of the Antichrist or evil. And they do this thing with with the sacrifice on an altar. And and he says, uh, if you guys can call down fire, we'll serve Baal. And so 400 guys, man, they're dancing all day, cutting themselves, doing all this stuff. Elijah's over the side. Now, I like this guy because he's a real guy. He says at one point, he says, maybe you're, maybe your God's busy. Uh, yeah. Maybe he's on the toilet. Yeah. yeah. It's great. He's just, I mean, he's just slamming it. That's a yeah. real man. But here's Elijah, this guy who did the, and then he calls fire from the sky. First of all, he says, it's not going to rain. Then he calls fire from the sky and then kills all those guys. I mean, this is, this is an amazing man. But here's the problem with Elijah's life and the reason that we don't want to walk this direction. He then, his, the wife of the king, then puts a contract out on his head and he runs for his life. He's, he become, he's alone. He's isolated. He's in fear. In fact, he tells his servant, no, you just stay here. I'm going to this cave. And he gets in a cave and he just says, God, why don't you kill me? And it's a pattern of suicidal thinking. He's disconnected from any other person. And God, after a series of conversations and things that happen, he said, well, I'm the only one that's left that's following you. He's alone. He's disconnected. He's isolated. He gets depressed. Fear happens. It's a pattern. And when we're disconnected from community, this is what happens to us. And he gets, he says, hey, just kill me. I'm the only one left. God says to him, Brian, he says, uh, Elijah, get up, go back to work. I've got 7,000 other men who haven't bowed a knee to Baal. So my question is, that it just hit me last year, Brian. I was like, looking at this go, why didn't he know the, any of the other 7,000 guys? How narrow had, had his life become in what he was doing, building his ministry. You know, his, his, the man he mentored and gave his anointing to, Elisha, went very different 
he built a school of the prophets. He built a community of brothers, but Elijah was by himself. And by himself, disconnected, this guy who had called fire from the sky, right? This man who had said, it ain't going to rain. And God, God connected or agreed with his word. And that guy said, just kill me. God said, no, I've got 7,000 other men. Why didn't he know any of those other guys? I think that's the issue. And that's why, you know, we've talked a lot about social media. And I know, Brian, you're very involved in all of this communication and helping me do this podcast, all this. And, um, and we talk about being able to mentor people or mentor or teach people over the internet. And we're doing some things this year to disseminate this. I think God gave us all of this to be able to get the gospel out, establish his kingdom. But I don't believe true brotherhood can happen on a Zoom call or a Skype connection. Right. I believe you've got to sit down with somebody. That's why the local church is the hope of the world. Because it's in the local church we see the incarnation of Christ in community, in the hearts of believers, penetrating culture, permeating with the Holy Spirit culture. You, you can't do it by yourself. You're going to be the guy on a horseback facing the elements, rugged, and then tipped over in a cave saying, God, just kill me. So the... The local church is is key to that. I think there are churches that don't have programs for men. Yeah. So what do you say if you're a, a small church of let's say fifty or or two hundred or two thousand? You know, before we before we close out today, maybe we can talk a little bit about the role of the church as you just kind of segued into. But but how does the church get a program started? Where do they start? In well, first in of all, helping? I think you know here here's the deal. Most pastors. And I've been a pastor and a church planter. I've also been in business for most of my life. And uh, most pastors are taught how to preach sermons, not how to not how to disciple men. So we don't do it. What we don't know how to do, we don't do. And and I want to pull it down to something simple because we, man, we take this discipleship thing, Brian, and we make it really complicated. You know, <laughs> religion really complicates the gospel. And Jesus came to just blow that up. And here's here's why. Here's what he said. In John 15, John records this. He said, I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in slaves. I call you my friends. Power of the life of Abraham was he was a, James says, he was a friend of God. So, Brian, I think fundamentally the role of a pastor and leadership in a church is to build friendships. I mean, think about it. If you build friendships. If you build community, that community and those friends will build the church. But if you build a church that's just a crowd, when the tough times come, when the when the stuff happens, it's going to rock that thing and people are just going to uh, leave. They're gone. Right. Because they weren't, they didn't have friendship. You know, I want to talk some other time, Brian, in one of our uh, times together on this Brave Men podcast. I want to talk about Jesus had a friend that was such a close friend, he didn't make him a disciple. And that friend uh, was, I think, the outlet for the life of Jesus on the earth as a man. 
Hmm. We've got to, and his name was Lazarus. Hmm. We've got to have friends. Friends, I, I believe, are the secret to life, to a good life, and to living a fulfilled life is building friendships. And they're built, Brian. They happen over time. They happen per, on purpose. Uh, they happen because you call somebody. You go out for a cup of coffee. You, uh, I just texted a, a friend of mine this morning. So what are you guys doing Sunday night? He's a pastor of a large group of churches. And so you guys in town? He says, yeah. So well, let's grab Sunday night. He said, man, I would love to. So the four of us, Judy and I, and he and his wife will get together. Great. And we'll talk purposefully about things, about family, about friendships. And we'll talk about life. We'll talk about, you know, we'll talk about philosophy of ministry. You know, I mean, he's a, he's a brilliant man. And so I'm always, whenever I'm around people like that, I always ask a lot of questions. That's friendship. There's a lot to unpack from today's podcast. And uh, I can think of four or five different points that really, really stand out to me. You know, what is a friend? How can you be a friend? That person you call at midnight, you know, what is brotherhood? The role yeah. of the church. And for those of y'all listening today, y'all like it. <laughs> for the, for the, that was good. You're, that was you're rubbing really off good. on me. For, well, that's, I don't say y'all. <laughs> it's, it's just where I live. <laughs> I don't know where that came I don't from. Know I think you moved south. You moved down to Florida. Florida yeah, I don't know. Picked up all the Ocala <laughs> stuff. All right. So now they talk in Ocala and up in the handle. <laughs> for, for any of y'all listening today, um, um, uh, well, Paul the Apostle said that. He said, I would that you all. See? There you go. Speaking to y'all. Yeah. Uh, CMN has a great resource called Majoring in Men. And you can learn more about it at majoringinmen.com. And if you're a pastor or a leader or you just want to learn about how to start a program, um, Majoring in Men is a great series of, of uh, short videos that you can uh, listen to. And it gives you some real practical and tactical steps to creating a men's ministry to men in your in your church or in your organization. So learn more about that at majoringinmen.com. Uh, Paul, thank you for today. Brotherhood. It's a great kickoff to this next season of the uh, Brave Men podcast. And uh, I think uh, we've got some great topics coming up. Do you want to tease any of the other topics coming up in future episodes? Well, we're going to talk about forgiveness, the power of that, what that means. And then I want to come back to Lazarus. Why don't we just do a, a, a podcast that just talks about Lazarus? Sure. He's a pretty amazing guy. You know, the whole, you know, like raised from the dead thing. That's a pretty cool thing. And it wasn't just 10 minutes. It wasn't, right. you know, 15 minutes in heaven and then he wrote a book. It was uh, like four days, man. Awesome. I mean, that's, there's dead and then there's dead, dead. So I want to talk about some of those I'm not, I'm not sure what to say, but uh, <laughs> I can't wait for that. <laughs> I can't wait till we get to that topic. So please share this with your friends. And we look forward to seeing you next time on the Brave Men podcast. You just experienced Brave Men with Paul Lewis Cole. Paul is president of the Christian Men's Network. Connect with Paul at cmn.men or write to him at paul at cmn.men.